providing fitness and nutritional counseling for everybody out there. It doesn't matter what your body type, what you look like, how long you've trained or how short you've trained. He can do it all, and he works you out, and he'll coach you in nutrition and everything and all those things. It's really wonderful. So he'll offer personalized exercise and workout plans for a substantially healthier lifestyle. And that's what it's all about with all the bad health everywhere. You've got to get down and call Chris Atwater at 224-623-4085. And if you don't, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Arnold, I, I can't thank you enough for coming tonight. I know, I know coming all the way from Bavaria is a long run every week. So. You know, I'm so used to traveling, Rick. It really doesn't bother me, you know. <laughs> I go to L.A. and to Europe and Japan. I'm all over the place promoting my movies. and the, it's, it's wonderful. Thanks, thanks for being here. I, can, I can't thank you enough. Uh, so I, I want to uh, introduce uh, Eric and, uh, Hi, and, and Oliver. Hi, Oliver. Hi, hi. You got it over there? Uh, and I know you want to kind of get us started with a little invocation. So I'll let you introduce that. Yeah, thanks, Rick, and thanks for having us here tonight. It's an honor and a pleasure. Um, Usually I like to start with a musical in- invocation. This one's called I'm Coming Home. And then we're going to follow that with an original song called Just Remember Your Name. So to kind of anchor the energy and kind of start the night off right, I'd like to invite everyone in the studio as well as those listening at home, you know, just to take a, take a deep centering breath right now. And again, just kind of relax into another deep centering breath. Just forget all all of your thoughts and worries of the day and just be here now with us for this wonderful hour. And I'm coming home 
While you're while you're running over there, could you tell us about the guy who did the uh, tell us about the guy who did the, uh, the the lead guitar part over here? That is um, that's your buddy Oliver. My right? very great and best friend Oliver Buck, and he is brilliant. On and we've been collaborating and, and writing lyrics, and Oliver is amazing. Comes up with a lot of the melodies, and uh, uh, we've been collaborating for a year now. Yeah, it sounded good. Thank sounded you. good. That's yes, excellent. Yeah, I think I think the studio worked out okay for that, huh? Sounded really good. Did it, it sound good, you guys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad. That was a great way to christen the space. You know, Thanks. Such, a, such a good deal. So, um, you know, a lot of times when we when we do this, we'll like we start kind of historically, but I just didn't really want to do that in this case. I just thought like, you know, well. Maybe the question would, that I want to start with is like, what what do you what would you like us to know about you? <laughs> what yeah. now? You know the the uh, the Eric that that writes this beautiful music and. Thank you so much first first of all for having me and Oliver. It's a it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Um, I have the utmost respect for the work that you do, and uh, it's when you asked, I was just like, yes, of course, I would love to. So. It's great to be here right now. Um, so, well, I am a, a, a healer and a, and a body worker uh, uh, by trade, a musician and a writer as well. And those are some of the what's. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get into like part of the backstory with that later. Um, but I found with some, some of the workshops I do, um, people, as much as they're, they want to know the what of what you do, that more, they're more interested in the why. And I, I can relate mm -hmm. to that. It's like It's like... You know what informs you? What makes you tick? Why? Why are you here? Why are you doing what you do? And mm -hmm. I'd like to share two quick core beliefs with my healing philosophy, and it really drives. When I wake up in the morning, this is this is what I wake up with. And number one, my healing practice is called InnerGeniusHealing.com. InnerGenius. InnerGenius Healing. Yeah, and then that's the URL. Okay. Um, and I believe that every single being on this earth has a genius like it's not like a select few it's like every single one i mean seven billion of us you know we all have a genius and our main reason for being here is to discover develop practice and master that genius mm. and number two that that is the key to a fulfilling life free of dis-ease and to take the the you know the the opposite polarity of that meaning if 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 we repress or we don't express our genius that's what leads to health and wellness problems certainly addiction um um and that leads us to disease mm -hmm. and so, these are the whys these are the whys these yeah. are the two and and I've experienced this and it just makes a lot of sense to me because as I've discovered 
you know, what I would consider my genius and, 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 and liberated the expression that you just heard. I, I mean, and I'm happy to talk about like, you know, I used to have be paralyzed by anxiety. I used to forget how to play the guitar and I used to forget the words on stage and, and I used to have all these fears. And, and I want to, I just want to mention, cause I forgot to mention that we're, we're, in competition with America's Got Talent here tonight, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Didn't you do an audition? I did. Yeah, you did an audition. So much for anxiety then, right? Right. Yeah, yeah Rick's uh, bringing that up. That's, I, I did an audition on America's Got Talent a couple of weeks ago when they came to Chicago. and I, I, I hate to out you, but I, I, I had mean, to do you it. Did, but no, it's great. Cause it's, it's, I never thought I'd do anything like yeah. that. Um, you know, and I saw the flyer at the Old Town School of Folk Music where I study, and it just was like a little gnome just kind of like poking at me. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, and it just felt right. Yeah. And then some synchronicities happened around it. And, and I got a lot of, uh, you know, signs or messages and I prayed about it and, and I did it. And you know what? I, it was for the first time. And this is, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, but like for, for, for the first time I was really able to, the word would be transcend the anxiety. I was able, like, it, I wasn't rid of it. It was still there, but it didn't have the keys to the car. Mm. And so, I don't think I'm going to become a competition junkie for for the you know for the <laughs> be on the America's Got Talent you know circuit one after the other. But I was very very grateful and happy for the experience, mm -hmm. and it got to show me and reflect some of my growth and healing. Well, the, the you know the title of the show you used the word transcend, but the, the title of the show is transformed you know, uh, the journey of an urban shaman. Yes. And we, we use those words, uh, hopefully, to get people's attention, but transformed. Transformed. And that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. That, um, that happened for you. It did. And um, I, my whole healing practice is about helping people and assisting people with their transformation. And, you know, I, I, I'm getting to a place where my growth edge right now is there's no more keeping score. Like, yeah. I, I just want to get out of that paradigm. I want to do things for the love. I want to follow my heart. I want to, you know, of course, we have to meet our basic needs and pay the bills and, and all that. And that, you know, that needs to be taken care of. But after that is is to um, not keep score is, is the mantra. But I want I, I offer that because my healing practice, I'm helping people with their journeys of transformation and I have to have some skin in the game too. And for me, you know, that's this journey of music, this journey of writing. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's a little scary at times and, 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 you know, I'm putting myself out there, you know, stretching myself. I'm going into this unknown, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't have, not only do I not have all of it figured out, I don't have much of it figured out. So talk about this. So, so, is creativity or, or your creative edge, is that, is that part of transformation for you? Absolutely. Can you um, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, again, you know, with that core belief, you know, and I, I've seen, um, you know, I've seen it through myself. I've seen it through clients where it's like, you know, they'll come in and, and complain of a, of, of an anxiety or a fear or look for help with something. And then like, you know, halfway through the session, They'll be like, I'll just have an intuition. I'll like, you know, do you like the guitar? They're like, yeah, I bought one two years ago and I haven't picked it up. And I'll be like, when did your back problems start? And they'll be like, about two years ago. And I'll be like, 
you know, and you just start putting two and two together, and, and, and sometimes it comes through like that. And it's been part of my journey. You know, uh, uh, when I was back in the world of business, I had a lot of uh, health problems. Um, and what did you do? I used to work for a trading firm. In fact, it was one that I had um, helped create. You know, I built it from the bottom up to about 25 employees, um, about 10 million a year in annual revenues. Um, it seems like 20 lifetimes ago, but it was this lifetime, you know, and, and we're pretty sure it was. Yeah. In this, in this time frame yeah, continuum. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, you know, and now it's, it's writer, healer, musician, you know, how did you get from one to the other? I yeah. Guess that's what we're here to talk that's about. That's what we're right? here to talk about. Right? That's a long road, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long road. For sure. Um, I mean, did you have to, uh, did you have to undo before you could before you could redo and Absolutely. maybe that's that's a little bit what we want to talk about yeah there's a a lot of um you know i think it would go under the the category of finding one's own truth mm -hmm. and part of that is you know you learn what not to do or what doesn't work for you and somewhere in there you start learning what to do and what does work for you um there was a lot of that i i think i did i think in your um a synopsis or your description of, of this evening, you know, I had some success in the traditional career and I did. And I also at one point came to this real, I'm like, is this all there is? Hmm. You know, I had satisfied every belief or everything I, you know, whether it was my parents or societal or peers, like everything I thought I wanted or thought I needed, you know, materially. And, and you know, that was that part of the existence, you know, was the more, you know, to use the caterpillar butterfly metaphor, it was my more caterpillar consciousness, and and it was very material oriented, and I had satisfied that. You know, I was making good money. Um, you know, I, I had things that were important to me back then. I had season Cubs tickets, and I went to a lot of games, and you know, I had a good social life. At least, I'm not saying it was a functional one, but you know, in, in mm -hmm. for that value system, I had made it. Yeah. And yet, I was still miserable. Mm. How did you how how did misery look? You know, a lot at of, that time. At that time, a lot of um, loneliness. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of uh, you know mm, playing a role. Mm. Like you know, you know, we can get into you know, like playing a role of what I thought a man was back then, or you know, you know, whether it was with the the, the drinking or the substances and, and that type of thing. Um, but there was a lot of. Uh, uh, Misery, you know, I, I still had a good heart, you know, I still would have like expressed that in philanthropic concerns. I was mm -hmm. part of some charities, but it just, I'm not saying it was inorganic, you know, the, the intention was there, but it, it wasn't, there was no wholeness. It wasn't complete. And, and so, mm -hmm. you know, call it depression, call it, uh, uh, you know, what did misery look like? It looked like a, a lot of lonely nights with a bottle of vodka, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's kind of what it uh, yeah. Sounds lot miserable of, to me. That's <laughs> sufficiently miserable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I but it clearly for you there was something there was something missing and which you were trying to fill in ways other than than the ways you found to fill it now. Yeah. But you didn't know what those you didn't know what that was then. I didn't know what that was. I had no connection to something greater than myself.
myself. I had, um, again, I had satisfied what I knew of the world. And, you know, there's that little part of that, I mean, almost logically has to think that there is something else. But if, if that's never been part of your worldview, if you haven't met the teachers and the elders and the healers that I've now have been so blessed and I'm so grateful to have met, one of which is your wife, Mo, which, who's sitting right over there. Um, I, I, these people weren't in my life. You know, there was no uh, reflection. So um, that sounds like a trap. In, in many ways. In many ways, because it's 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 like you know then you know you have some money yeah you have this money you know you can there there's a certain freedom with that mm -hmm. um, and and you know and 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 with that comes uh, you're not as accountable because there's no connection to anything that's greater than you mm -hmm. so there's no accountability to the the collective consciousness or the collective good or God or spirit or the universe or whatever word we choose to express that and so you know you're doing the functional day-to-day -day stuff you're kind of you know you know donating some money to charity doing the things and it, you know you're not it wasn't like i was mailing it in i was just right. using the tools i had that was making me miserable right and from there is when you know i turned to functional but uh but unhappy yes um, uh, mo likes to use the term uh kmart when you could go to oh a higher end store. Sorry, Kmart. Yeah. Don't mean to diss you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. Yeah. You know. I was um and so where did that change well, to deal with the stress, I started opening up my paradigm. You know, I would try acupuncture, I would oh. try I had an integrative doctor who opened me up to you know, even things like therapy were foreign to me at that then, but I right. tried it. And then, you know, I... So you know, let, me, let me ask you yes. this. What was your... When you first went... The first time you went for acupuncture... I just, I'm just picking acupuncture because yeah. I'm sure you did a lot of other things besides that. But what, what was going through your head? Um, there was... I'll tell you what. There was a slight opening because I, I was like, I'll try anything to deal with this stress. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, conventional... Medicine wasn't working. I think at one point for a year, I was even on some anti-anxiety meds, but I, I knew that that wasn't the, the answer. Um, and so I, I went in with a relatively open mind. Now, this was a funny story is, is, is in 1998, my sister had introduced me to an energy healer and to someone who did Reiki and I tried it and liked it. You know, I just, I felt relaxed, mm -hmm. you know, after the session. And she told me, she's like, oh, you have this gift. You should go get attuned and you should go study this. And that I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I just dis I dismissed her out of hand. Right. Like I went from uh, I like this to when she said you should do this. I was like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> you know, like, like, and, you know, it was just that was part of the resistance. Right. right. To, you know. Well, you got to a point apparently where you were just you were willing to go to any lengths. Yes, um, there was a you know in the in the early to mid two thousands you know uh, uh, there was some chaos in my life relationships work career you know it was all starting to implode um, around that time I got involved and purchased an interest in a spiritual bookstore transitions book place in Chicago uh, which was around for a long time a beautiful place um, that was where I started my higher learning. Mm. And I kind of fumbled into it, 
you know, I, I went there a couple times. The, the store was needing some help financially. I was in a position to help. I had no idea what was on those shelves. Like, I just was like, I kind of like this place. And, you know, it's a place where I can just go have my cup of coffee and just stay to myself. And I had, I, I literally had no idea. And, and but, you know, some people go back to school. That was where I went for my higher learning. And, and here you were, you were buying into a bookstore that had the wisdom of the ages in it and you didn't know I had no idea <laughs> you know and it was only you know there was a certain naivety so this whole thing about coincidental stuff is kind of funny isn't it you know you know including the fact that the name of the store was transitions you know and, <laughs> you know kind of went from you know left brain trader mathematical guy to boho writer musician <laughs> on everyone, you know, like, like, there's a couple dots that need to be connected in between there, right? Um, yeah. So connect them for us, right? Because yeah, um, so we want to know. Well, it was there, you know, I've I, I read so much there, and there were speakers and authors like Deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton, um, David Lynch, the filmmaker who's big into meditation and Buddhism, you know, came by. Um, you know, I learned all these different ways to meditate and I learned about energy healing, acupuncture. I studied a lot of the religions there. Didn't understand them then, don't understand them now. But like, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little uh, uh, funny. I, you know, I, I, I was exposed to them. Right. And, and I, I, you know, took what I needed and I left the re- left the rest. I gave back the rest. And and people would come through the store. There was a constant flow. And, and this was my higher education. Um, I started to have some experiences that went beyond the realm of what I had been taught was, you know, what people say normal or, or familiar. I think your word, that was a great mm-hmm. word. Um, I want to just flashback really quick to one of them uh, that I had in, in 2001. This was when uh, uh, when I started, when things started to move in me. I mean, the, I, the bookstore was 2005, 2006, but in 2001, you know, around the September 11th tragedy, do you remember I started this firm? I was working 80, 85 hours a week. I didn't take a day off for five years. I was just totally in that, you know, success-oriented in terms of money, in terms of, of of bank accounts, in terms of of you know the the adrenaline rush of of that industry, mm-hmm. and September tenth, two thousand and one. I know this is anecdotal, but we're here to tell some stories. Um, yeah, I had a really sick feeling in my stomach, and I felt really small, and I felt. You know, I was driving home. I, I, the only way I can describe it is if, like, if I was an ant driving a car. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. I stayed home from work the next day. One more uh, a quick point. Our office was right next to the Sears Tower. Um, and, you know, it was heard that the fourth plane of that day was headed that way before, you know, those brave souls, you know, uh, intervened. Mm-hmm. And I stayed home uh, uh, that day. And... and you know, my partner at the time was completely dumbfounded because, again, I hadn't taken a day off in five years. Right. And I took it off, and my assistant called me from work, turned on the TV, and then he called me again when, you know, the subsequent planes uh, uh, crashed. 
you know, about a week or two later after I took care of what needed to be taken care of at the office, you know, because everything was in a little flux at that time, there's a lot mm -hmm. of fear permeating the air. Right. I got some time to myself and I was like, I did the math in my head of just, oh, I took my first day off of, in five years and it was nine one. You know, what was that? What is that? You know, like I had no language for this more intuitive or instinctual mm -hmm. intelligence. Mm -hmm. and you, you hadn't even known that it was leaking in. I, I had no idea that, you know, that this, any of this was possible, much less, like it blew my mind. Yeah. It just blew my mind. Is blowing is blowing your mind a requirement for transformation? It doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might, but it is. A, you know. Oh yeah, you're right. It, it might hurt a little bit. Um, it's. Uh, I've had a couple of what I would call awakening experiences, mm -hmm. and one of them was like the 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 darker or or hard, much harder version where I kind of fumbled it through. I didn't have teachers, healers, and elders. Mm -hmm. The second one, I had uh, this awakening experience with plenty of support, sacred space, loved ones, uh, people I could reach out to. And so I, I feel like I have two experiences yeah. now where I yeah. can, you know, help people because it's, you know, some people call it fate or destiny or, you know, your higher self calling in this, what I would call your genius or your highest good life, it, 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 if you wake up, it's there. And, 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 yeah. and, and you provide for people what that loving circle provided for you the second time. That's right. Yeah. You know, the first time when I fumbled through it, that's where things get hairy. You, have, you don't have a language for these experiences. Right. You don't have anyone telling you you're going to be okay. You know, you know, you're still trying to make your life work in terms of, you know, whether it's parenting or. or and what do you think you're crazy or what? Yeah, all of that. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 ironic. You know, it's sad and ironic, and this this is what uh, uh, inspires me and, and and why I have so much respect for those who who are in the line of service or work or recovery is, you know, you know, I'm sure you've heard it, you know, before where sometimes people are so close, and that's when they give up or like they're so close to that breakthrough. Right. You know, and they just don't maybe have that teacher or that loved one telling them that or or, or just accepting them in right. non judgment and offering them that love. Right. Like somebody wanting to leave for Arizona in February or something. <laughs> yeah, when it's almost spring. Anyway, I'm just saying. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So people are so close. Yeah. Yeah. So um after I had that intuitive, you know, a few years later around the, you know, the bookstore, these, those types of experiences were happening more and more often. So it was getting difficult to maintain the mirage of a certain circle of friends. You know, it's like it was getting harder to put on the pretense of, of having the bar life mm -hmm. and then going and studying Tai Chi with a Tai Chi master, you know, like, and you reading know. Krishnamurti before bedtime. Yeah, yeah. right. Because Krishnamurti and vodka do not don't you they know. just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny to hear you frame it like that. But <laughs> like, yeah, and so there was there was there was a chasm there. Yeah, and and like that had to resolve itself, and it did thankfully. Yeah. Um, you were it, you, so you were in the process of. Shifting away from the old, your old circle of friends yes. and into your new circle of friends, but it was 
I can imagine because you're are you still running this business and still uh, uh, you know the the business shut uh, in 2002. We moved on. Um, at that point, I was working for myself, you know, managing uh, finances and money and and doing some writing um, as well as having a bookstore interest. And um, like you said, you know, the, you know, there was people telling me I was crazy, you know, and different people, and and, and uh, there wasn't a lot of support. But I did. It's interesting when I made the decision to to get involved in the bookstore, which, you know, for the left brainers out there, this was the worst business decision I have ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I now can tell you I didn't even look at the business plan. They went they went under, didn't they? They uh, we kept it open for another four years. Okay. And then we closed it again. Yeah. And so that store was kind of on life support. Yeah. And you, you were know, the life support. Yeah, which is interesting because I was grasping and claiming you know like my own life at that time. So you right. know apply the metaphor there. Right. Um, but I'm really grateful that, you know, Gail, the owner, you know, had kept that place open for for as long and served as many people as it did. And I, it was a real honor to, to step in and, and keep that space open for people. And I, I just didn't know at the time what that was going to mean to me. I met so many intentional teachers and, mm-hmm. and healers, you know, Linda Rosenthal and Bill Hart uh, uh, out of Indiana. You know, they're, they're a couple of spiritual mentors to me. Mm-hmm. And so my life was just starting to devolve into chaos, mm. but I had just landed my first, you know, teacher or elder. And and so it, it made it a little easier, right. you know, and, and then things really started speeding up at that point. When you say speeding up, you mean sp- the transition part? Speed? Yeah, you yeah. know, the transition, um, you know, I had a dissolution of a, of, of a marriage who I'm, I'm, Extremely pleased to say now we're really great friends and, and we co-parent very well together. Um, my fiance and her are, are are friends and on good terms and it's a very modern relationship. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, there's a lot of love. There's a lot yeah. of love. So there was a, the dissolution of the marriage. There was, uh, you know, two businesses imploding. Um, this money that I was hiding behind and I, I you know, I, I don't think I've ever used that term, but feels completely comfortable to say here with you right now, you know, it's almost hiding behind it. There was no accountability. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't, you know, throwing it around there. I don't believe there was like a, a no, but it's a cushion. It was a cushion. Sure. And there wasn't like this huge narcissism behind it, but there were, there was a cushion and I, I didn't have yeah. to challenge myself. Well, once these businesses imploded, you know, no more cushion. Mm-hmm. And your marriage is done. You have two businesses imploding. You got a newborn. Um, nobody understands. And yet I'm still having these spiritual experiences. I was really starting to open a spirit, but nobody wants to listen because all they're looking at is... Is the dissolution. Yes. Not the solution. Not the sol- solution. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, you know, I'm grateful for all of it. Hey, can we take maybe this would be a good yes. spot to, you know, stop. I know you have a couple of more yeah, songs. Sure. Can you you want to? You know, does this feel like a comfortable time for you to to yeah, make a sure. break here? And you, is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Good. You want to um, introduce the songs? Sure. 
Sure. You tell us what you're going to do. Are these originals or covers? Or what? One cover, uh, which feels very appropriate. It's helped me. Um, it's given me a lot of peace, and it's by uh, our good friend Bob Marley. <laughs> it's a redemption song. Okay. And then we're going to follow that up with an original tune. It's a little more uh, rock and roll, uh, featuring Oliver on guitar, called Think It, Feel It, See It, Love It. Okay. Good. Right. Yep. We look forward to it.
classes called, uh, again, these are a lot of our songs are songs about transformation. And this one is called Think It, Feel It, Think It, Think It, Think It, Think It, Think It, Think It, Love It. And do, you, I, do you use these songs in your workshops? Yes, I do. And yeah. so this one is like, it's along the idea that we can create anything and anything is possible. And all, all, all manifestation is to create the life you want or to create any dream you want is to come up with the thought or the dream, infuse it with an emotion that's the feeling, and then you see it, and then you have to offer gratitude for it. So that's the loving it. So think it, feel it, see it, love it. Ready? I've got a couple. I've just got a couple of questions that that were kind of in, in the background for me. 
So you, we used the word, I think we used the word earlier, uh, kirtan. Yes. Can you say what that is? Kirtan is sacred chanting. It mm-hmm. has its uh, origins uh, in the Hindu tra- traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very affiliated with yoga or connected with the yoga. And so as yoga has permeated in the Western world, mm-hmm. you know, it's more and more popular, as we all know, uh, the music's followed. And so Oliver and I sing at least once a month in a, in a sacred chanting or kirtan band. And the basic idea is these short verses that are often in Sanskrit, although we've written some English chants as well. And it's a call and response, so it represents the in-breath and the out-breath. Mm. And so I would sing, and then the audience would sing back, and then I would sing, and the audience would sing back. And you do you know, the same thing over and over again, time after time, and it elevates you to an altered state of consciousness or oneness or communion with everyone. And it feels real good. <laughs> and um, it's been we're very... Gonna ch- you're going to do a chant uh, yeah, we're gonna do on the way out. A little, a little one, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a little chant on the way out. Um, a more ambient vibe. And uh, it's been really great, Rick. Um, it's helped me heal my voice. You know, it, it's chanting these mantras and, and, you know, over and over again has really helped me learn my voice, has helped me heal it, it's helped make me less anxious. You know, and so a lot of what I do in my practice, the workshops are, they're all stress management tools. That's a very safe way to, you know, when I'm in my workshops, I, I get, empower people with stress management tools. Some of them are more meditative than others, but there are all these little tools to help reduce anxieties, fears, um, or any root, uh, 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 excuse me, any other root emotion that, you know, doesn't feel that great. And my experience has been like, they never go away fully, but my perception of them, my relationship with them, having all of these tools has shifted. And Kirtan is one tool I use. Okay. All right. Another thing that I was thinking, I want to just go back for a minute. Sure. You were talking about your experiences as you transformed, and that was like a, a really good um, kind of story or, or way to see how somebody goes through the process of transformation, sure. at least how you did. Do you think that that people, is that is the way you, you went through your transformation, can that be generalized? Um, Absolutely. And, and I can break it down really in a few short words, follow your heart. I mean, that sounds cliche, but that was always present. Mm-hmm. Even when I couldn't tell someone that's what I was doing, that's what I was doing. Okay. And so it's kind of like, you know, when I um, met certain healers and teachers, one of whom, and I think it's appropriate to touch on real quick, is, is I'm really tethered to the Native American spirituality, even though I'm not by blood. I have a an elder and a teacher named Singing Man, and mm-hmm. he took me in and, and apprenticed me for, it's going on six plus years now. Um, is there any is there any connection between singing man and singing man? I, you know, I, it's funny. I just came <laughs> upon that one about a year, like six months ago. I've known him for six years. I was like, wait a minute, I'm becoming a singing man. man. Wait, hold it. It's those types of little coincidences yeah. and synchronicities, if you will, that you know kind of show us we're on the path. Um, That's a great way to say it, though. Follow your heart. I mean, it's follow yeah. your heart because when I first met him. You know, you know, we we do certain rituals. We do sweat lodges. We do a lot of uh, ceremony and and uh, all in the name of transformation. Mm-hmm. 
things like letting go of that which isn't working anymore, calling in that what we need into our lives, creating, fostering a connection with the great spirit or God or the universe, whatever word people are comfortable with. And, um, you know, when I went to my first one, it was just my adventurer spirit that was like, well, I'll try it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I did it and I kind of liked it. And then I tried it again. And then by the third time he asked me to apprentice with him and I was like, yeah, this kind of feels right. Feels right. So I did it. Spent six months with him, and then a year, and then two years. It was at that point, the cognitive or the reflective stuff, I was like, oh, that's what's happening. And, like, I could see myself transform. I could see myself becoming a singing man. I could see myself becoming more reverent. I could, but when you're in it, you can't. No, it's like a fish in water. So it's like the only uh, GPS is my heart. Yeah. You know, so it felt right every single time. Now I can explain it, absolutely, but... Now let me ask you. Uh, we, we've used, I use the word shaman yeah, in the title, and, sure. and so can you talk about what that what that means a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and and with respect to all, of, you know, I'm happy to use it in terms of we all have an inner shaman, and 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 I want to pay respect to all the medicine people and the shamans that have come before me by saying I refer to myself as a shamanic practitioner. Mm-hmm. My grandfather has blessed me in in using that term, and and and. You know, but as an archetype, as a, as a, a way of communicating, shaman or shamanic in, in the modern world means transformation itself. Hmm. And and so what a, a shaman does is the shaman is a bridge between the known and the unknown. And the, the shaman uh, is connected to the natural world and sees the interconnectedness in all things. Okay, so basically the shaman sees God everywhere. You know, not just in one person or 10 people or 100 people or in a job or in money, like everything in the plants, in the animals, the, the seasons, the elements. It's if it's here, it's real. And if it's real, it's God, you know. And, and so it's been around as a practice for like 40,000 years. Most it's not, it's spiritual. It's not religious, um, although most religions have it in some form. And hmm, the one other thing I'd like to say about it, my perception of it, the, the, the way I would describe my music and, and my healing practice is I dissolve opposites and the shaman dissolves opposites. And so if you dissolve opposites, whether it's black and white or love and hate or whatever, if you dissolve, all that's left is love. Which brings me to the question that I that that I wanted to ask you, which kind of ties that all together, is how how has your perception of love changed in in your process of transformation? What is it now, and what was it then? There was I used to you know I had a fundamental Catholic upbringing, and just everything was a lot more hierarchical. Whether it was my relationship with mm-hmm. power, my relationship with others, you know, uh, it was more of a you know, Darwin survival of the fittest mentality, like there's not enough for everyone. And now it's like there's abundance. There is enough for everyone. And before I used to be a big competitor. Now I know, and some of the sciences that are coming out, the the quantum sciences, we don't need to compete to survive. We need to cooperate to, to survive and not only survive, but thrive. And that's wired into our biology. Like this is science. This isn't, you know, 
speculating uh, uh, on a worldview. So it, it's, I've come a lot closer. Those are the types of things that have changed. I, I, so, and through that, you know, my original statement, when I say everyone has a genius, I believe it. I believe mm-hmm. like we're all one and not the same, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I see the connectivity in everyone. Now, you know, we might be at, at different, you know, stages of growth, but that's a very subjective thing anyway, you know, that, you know, if we don't want to get into judgment, but you know, there, there are certain people that like, I can just look at myself 10 years ago. And so with, from that place comes just compassion. Like, you know, everyone's doing the best they can. And that's different than, than the competitive stuff that was going on before, because I mean, we've gotten to know each other, and I know you're one of the most loving guys that I know. Oh, thanks for you that. are. I mean, you are. You radiate yeah. that, and it's really nice. I mean, it's, it's so if that's being a shaman, that's that's a good thing. It's it's seeing the connectivity in all things, and yeah. and like literally, like you literally take on seeing everyone as yourself, and like so, there's responsibility there, and and you know why would I do a certain thing to someone if I wouldn't do it? You know, it's kind of like golden rule ish. You know, and it's, Mm -hmm. but it works because if you are me and I am you, and I believe that, Mm -hmm. well, then I'm going to treat you how I want to treat myself. And that's. So are you happier now? Very much so. (laughs) I have, you know, you know, liberating this genius or liberating this expression, you know, through a lot of these techniques. I think I was sharing a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, my daughter and my fiance, we were all creating, you know, Tara was painting, Ella was writing and I was playing the guitar on a Friday night, much different than my Friday nights of 10 years ago. And I just <laughs> took a moment and I <laughs> breathed in that room and I was like, this is heaven on earth. You know, like, you know, met some people in my circles, you know, they, you know, we talk about things like the new earth or the age of Aquarius and all of these, you know, somewhat ethereal terms, but that was a real life practical example. I'm like, I don't know what it is for anyone else, but I know this here, right here, right now is my version of heaven and earth. And, and, and I would just invite everyone to discover what theirs is. I didn't know what mine was for 35 plus years. And I, ask the question first. And if you don't have the answer, just ask the question. And I just kept asking questions and asking questions. And you come to a dead end. Well, you know, if you're not getting the answer, they're saying you're not asking the right question. So it's like, you know, there's challenges, there's ups and downs, but it's my intention was to liberate myself from myself and, and to understand, you know, we've touched on it tonight and I know the show's about, but to understand, like, why would I, turn to addiction why would i do these things and and i just look at it all as energy and fire now it's like if it's not allowed to come through you it goes somewhere else it finds a different home and many times unfortunately that home is drugs or alcohol or addiction there's you know any number of addictions and if you are expressing your genius and for me it's the writing and the music you know and the healing arts there's no home for it. There's no home for it. And you, you, you just feel so good. Mm-hmm. It's the felt. How do you know you're there? You feel it. You have that felt sense. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I have one last question for you. And then, sure. then we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll ask you to, to play. But, but um, so how, how would you describe 
you're, you know, being spirit led or being guided by spirit now? Like what, how, how, how does that play in, in your, in your life today? Um, I would say that, uh, I follow that feeling first. I have an active brain, <laughs> but it doesn't have the keys to the car. Like it's like the decision comes from the heart. And then I ask the brain to be a GPS and to organize around it. So it's like the decision is spirit led. Like it can make all the logical sense in the world, but if it doesn't feel right, if it's not a, a feeling, uh, if I'm not feeling that with every cell of my body, um, I don't do it, and I trust that. Like, I might not have trusted that. So it's like, then you might hear someone else's opinion or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you should do that. Or, or even conversely, if you make a decision and, and someone's like, well, why aren't you exploring that idea or that vision or that business opportunity? Like, there's enough trust now to just, like, I teach in my workshops, like, no is a complete sentence, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, where you just, but now yeah. I would just say it doesn't feel right and have that be enough. Okay. And so to be spirit led is, again, you know, it, it's to follow this, this intelligence of the heart, which is so much more powerful than the brain. You know, there's institutes like HeartMath and I think it's Kansas City that are starting to prove science is catching up with what we already know inside to be true. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing for this world. Um, I follow this heart wisdom and if it feels right, it's very liberating because then you don't need all the inputs. There's just a knowingness. And the, 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 the cool thing about, about you is that I can see that you do that. It's, you know, it's, it's a practice. I'm not entitled to it. Yeah. Your story is an example of that. So well, thank you. Yeah, I know it's easy to say. I mean, it's easy, easy to say. It's easy to say. But it's not easy to do. And it's a it's yeah. as you say, yeah. and it's a practice. And yeah. I'm only as good as much as I did it today. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I have to suit up and show up, and and do it again. And then the day after that, and the day after that, it's a practice. Yep, it's a practice. Is there any, uh, is there anything that um, you'd like to leave us with before you uh, before you sing again? Yeah, I just you know want to encourage you know the listeners to to step into the unknown and it, you know to if you don't have sacred space as i would call it or trusted friends or people just know that they're out there you know they're here right in this room right now and and i'm fortunate enough to know many gifted people and talented healers and and just to know that that there's people out there that will support your dreams, that will support your spirit, that will support your your best and highest self. And if those people aren't currently in your life, just know that they exist. And there's mm-hmm. many of them out there. And to just start looking in, 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 in other places. Um, finally, that to... Lastly is... is the the shamanic and the the natural component is I've done so much work just reconnecting with nature and I still live in the city I love the city I love all the culture and and the pros of of living in the city but I know where I reconnect is by getting my fill of nature and it's not cliche like it's 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 there's no better place to understand your true nature than in nature and to just help things get quiet you know, find that quiet space, you know, and for those who live in Chicago or live in a, in, in a, in a big city, 
that's not an excuse. There's conservatories, there's beaches, there's lakes, there's gardens. There's, there are so many ways. And there, there's wonderful retreat centers an hour or two, two hours away. Get your feet in the dirt. Get your feet in the dirt. Get quiet. And if things come up, just know that thoughts are things and you are not your thoughts. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And, uh, and, and thank you for everything you've had to say tonight. It's been a beautiful evening. Can you, um, do you want to intro what you're going to do? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, Oliver and I are going to play uh, one more song, and this is more of a chant. Okay. Uh, it's more of an ambient vibe, and it f- features Oliver uh, on guitar solo. Um, the name of the song is called Say Hey Key, and it's it's Japanese, and, and my understanding of the translation is it means peaceful spirit. But when I sing these words and when we sing these words, it's invoking peaceful spirit, but it's also calling out for the removal of anything that's in the way of one's peaceful spirit. So if if I'm not there right now, I think I'm doing okay with it, but like, <laughs> if you're not there, when you say these words, when you call these words, when you chant these words, it invokes the peaceful spirit to emerge that's within, and it will remove all that's in the way of your peaceful spirit so thanks for having us rick it's uh it's been a, a real joy to play today yeah thanks for being here yeah you're welcome you're gonna have to come back out and get your feet in the dirt over here cool man right on it's <laughs> gonna put me to work all we right got, we got plenty of it <laughs> all right you ready Say, 
successful little underground support source to the recovering community. Uh, we'll e- email out our reminders for next week's show, and as always, we'll try to look at recovery from a wide and open perspective. Remember to check recoveryinternetradio.com. know where our listeners are. We say it every week and we never really find out because it's an internet radio show. We don't know where you're listening from. You could be listening from Tibet. I hope we have some listeners in Tibet. As always, do you think we do? I don't think. I I think Turkey, maybe. (laughs) As always, live today, love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you at 8 p.m. next Sunday night.